The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Jess Navarez, Aisha Morrison, Kelsey Charles, and Jane Slater. All right. Well, good afternoon, Cowboys Nation. Welcome back to another episode of Girls Talk, Boys Talk, brought to you by Jigsaw, the official dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Now, today I am joined by Aisha Morrison, our go-to gal. And then we have a new face for the first time on the Girls Talk, Boys Talk podcast, who you're going to see a lot of. So we (laughs) wanted to introduce her, Haley Sutton, a team reporter for the Dallas Cowboys. Haley, thank you so, so much for joining us today. We are so excited to have you and learn all about you. So before Before we get talking about all things Dallas Cowboy, please tell us a little about yourself, how you got back to Dallas, (laughs) and everything to know about you. Yeah, first of all, thanks so much for having me. It's so fun being on with uh, some knowledgeable girlies, so I'm so excited to chat Cowboys uh, with you ladies. Uh, Like you mentioned, getting back to Dallas. I just moved here from Miami literally two weeks ago. Um, I was a weekend sports anchor and reporter in Miami for a television station. But like you said, I'm originally from the Dallas area. I grew up uh, right down the road in Red Oak, Texas. So uh, that is kind of my hometown. My first job in TV was actually in Great Falls, Montana. And I love telling people oh, wow. that because that's always their reaction. What? Yes. Oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I spent um, a couple years living in Montana. From Montana, I went to Alabama. I covered Auburn and, of course, the Crimson Tide, uh, a couple of national championships for them. And then I was in Miami, and now I'm back here, and I'm so excited to be back home. There's nothing like being back in Dallas. Oh, okay, that's so amazing. What's the, first thing you, what's the first food you got when you got back here? <laughs> I, honestly, I haven't had a chance to really do any eating because, I mean, I we literally moved Getting ready. last week, yeah. and then we got in on Friday, and then I started on Monday. So oh, I really have just... Just swimming right it's now. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> and, you know, coming from a local market myself, it is yeah. definitely so much different than people think it so is much. working in local news. But, oh, man, we're so excited to have you here. So Haley's yeah. actually going to take over our host spot today. And like I said, you're going to see a lot of her here on the Girls Talk, Boys Talk podcast. So, Haley, let's kick it off. What are we starting with today, my friend? Yeah, let's go ahead and just start it off, I think, where everybody has been talking the injury update. We just got that a couple of minutes ago. It was tweeted out. So a couple of quick things. Uh, nothing really changed as far as Micah. He was out again today Mm -hmm. uh, battling a sickness. Mike McCarthy did say today that it's nothing to be concerned about, uh, you know, kind of seasonal cold. So he did not practice. He did not speak. Of course, Dak is still out battling that thumb injury. The stitches are still in his hand as Hmm. far as we know. Uh, Dalton, still day-to-day. He did practice a little bit yesterday, but Mike really emphasized him being a game-time decision, and the Sunday practice will determine both he and Jason Peters. So that's something to keep an eye out on. Tater tots. I love that. That's a good update. Not the (laughs) JTT. And then uh, some new guys, uh, or a new guy, rather, on the list. Uh, Quentin Bohanna was limited today with a neck injury. Trayvon Diggs was back on the practice field. That's a big deal. The Quentin Bohanna thing is kind of a big deal for me just because I think that he's played really well um, last game, especially taking on those double teams and stuff. So I was really looking for He was actually one of my key matchups this game. So dang it, Haley. Okay. Sorry to, <laughs> <you>. sorry to <laughs> hurt your feelings. First day and I'm already hurting your feelings. <laughs> no, it's okay. No. So 
other than, um, you know, the obvious that we had talked about, uh, Mike McCarthy also touched base on J. Ron Kerr saying that he was not participating at all in practice this morning. Yeah, I did um, miss that. Good call. So, yeah, just uh, I, I don't think anything really other than the Quinn Bohanna one was other than expected. But, Haley, I want to ask you, what have you seen? Because, uh, again, this she is here. She has boots on the ground at all <laughs> times. So what have you seen really in terms of these players being back on the field and how they're slowly integrated in after, you know, injuries? And specifically, I guess my question is with uh, Jason Peters, who's not injured, but he's in his ramp up, and Dalton Schultz, who's coming off of that injury. What have you seen specifically with them? Yeah, I know for sure with Jason Peters, he has kind of just been all over the place. Like you talk about boots on the ground, his boots are all over the ground uh, <laughs> as he just tries to I think just get back in the groove of being an NFL guy I think when mm-hmm. you're at that age and you've you're a little bit more weathered than maybe some of these younger guys it's going to take you a second to mm-hmm. get reacclimated to football and acclimated to a new team and yeah. so he's kind of been bouncing around between guard and tackle we still don't know necessarily where he's going to play um, I think they're leaning more towards keeping him at guard but uh, you know with this offensive line being so young you can't predict you know where he's going to be but I think it's just knocking the rust off is what uh, Mike McCarthy told us earlier today in the press conference just getting him in the groove Um, he said he didn't want to have you know a a young guy playing tackle like um, Tyler Smith and then also having a guard who's maybe still getting used to um, what this Cowboys offensive line looks like so I think with Jason Peters he's really just trying to get reacclimated and and learn the Dallas way as opposed to what he's done for his his whole career. Yeah. And how about Dalton Schultz? Have you seen him doing any work on the field? How How is that really? <laughs> have you seen anything from him? I mean, I think, uh, you know, week one, he was such a clutch, clutch, clutch guy for for Dak. And, and I think week two, he kind of faded out a little bit. But Noah Brown, you know, stepped up to become the receiver. And um, I, I think when it comes to Dalton Schultz, it's his pass pro and just so many other things that he brings that's uh, important. So have you seen him practicing or participating in practice? What have you noticed? Yeah, I miss practice practice today because I was running all over the place still trying to get acclimated to working in this building. Um, (laughs) It's a beautiful building. (laughs) It is. And I I feel like I've seen so much of it this week. Um, I did see him at practice yesterday. He was on the sidelines kind of just doing individual drills with the um, athletic training staff. Um, But like I said earlier, Mike McCarthy, I think, is really trying to keep his cards close to his chest when it comes to these guys. Uh, But he keeps emphasizing um, that Sunday's practice will be a make or a break kind of day for guys like Dalton Schultz and he threw in Jason Peters name in there as well so no guarantee that they play but I can imagine uh, that you will see some Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot kind of stepping into that role yeah Uh, because even if Dalton goes on on Monday uh, I don't anticipate him taking all the snaps yeah I mean and we we've talked about the fact that it's what it sounds like a PCL situation Mm -hmm. kind of similar to uh, Zeke Um, I would assume that with like a a tight end I'm not sure but like he's not you know cutting as hard as Mm -hmm. like a running back would be having to do so I understand them kind of being like because I was like when they first announced it I was like okay PCL like I didn't think he's going to be playing this week or anything, but I do think they are in a unique situation where we do have to sit up here and say, like, these young tight ends have put out some good tape. And I, for one, am excited to see what they do against this Giants defense just because I think that you can find some favorable matchups with their uh, their linebackers as, as well. So hopefully Peyton and, uh, <laughs> hopefully Peyton and uh, Jake Ferguson get busy this week. Yeah, you kind of hope, especially uh, for guys who are the rookies, uh, you know. Um, and they've stepped up. Yeah, like, they've exactly. stepped up in the opportunities they've had. So 
And honestly, too, if you look at how Dallas tight ends play against uh, the Giants, like they typically have some success. So let's let's go do it. Let's go do it, y'all. Also, I wanted to mention the Giants injury report. Mm-hmm. And No C actually tweeted this out, um, you know, 32 minutes ago. So this is today's injury report. So uh, somebody that I really wanted to get into on this episode because – uh, me personally, hearing the the locker room interview that he had uh, about Micah, uh, that was Kevon Thibodeau, and he was limited at practice today. So he's still kind of questionable to whether or not he's actually going to play on Monday. I think it's kind of a similar situation to what we're seeing with Schultz and, and Peters and in, in that they won't know until they know come Sunday. So that'll be interesting to keep an eye on. Aisha, I wanted to ask you, would this really change the, I guess, defensive scheme with Thibodeau in if he is able to play and how? What would the biggest threat of having him in do for the Cowboys? So the difference is, um, well, Thibodeau's coming off of a what, what injury? A knee injury. A knee injury, yeah. right? So I'm sure they're going to be slow playing him. He's going to have limited snaps or whatever. But when he does get opportunities, when you look at the Giants and what they do schematically defensively, um, they're really having trouble getting pressure just rushing their four. They're having to bring other guys like a cornerback blitz. Um, sometimes a safety blitz depending on the day like they're having to bring extra rushers so that's allowing you know the blitz to be open there like so hopefully Cooper Rush can take advantage of that however and also to um what is it wink is having to disguise so many different things yeah. just to get open looks for guys and just to get open and free rushers when you start talking about a Kevon Thibodeau who can win a one-on-one matchup on his own mm-hmm. that allows them to just drop those dbs and covers and they can do what they want to do and you've seen the cowboys have trouble with that so we'll see what they do in response to that i you know, I said yesterday, I wasn't sure he's going to play, but like, it sounds like the game time decision, maybe there's some gamesmanship going on here too, because yeah. it does. <laughs> I'm glad that you asked that, because me personally, I do think that it kind of would change some of the things that they do on those third downs, which they're good at, like rushing, like, so we'll see. And you know what's interesting is Mike McCarthy was asked about Thibodeau in this morning's press conference, and he was asked specifically, you know, how would this change uh, y'all's, you know, game plan going into everything, and his, his answer was very generic and hey you know we don't we don't plan for just one person kind of thing but I I really think it's interesting in uh in the fact that you see this side of football and they're not going to lay all their cards out there you kind of still have to have a poker face (laughs) so if if anything that the Giants have to their advantage right now it's not saying whether he's going to play or not Mm -hmm. and so on the other side of the ball for them Kadarius Toney uh he was he actually didn't participate in practice today so he's coming off of a hammy a hamstring injury so that's a big deal that is a big deal because during the first two games he was a guy that really got the ball a lot and so um those, yeah, that's really what I wanted to mention on that side of the injury report. But, uh, Haley, I wanted to ask you, what is something that you're looking for specifically for the Cowboys going into this game, whether it's offensively, defensively, with the special teams? What is the one thing you're really going to hone in on and see if, one, there was improvement from last week, or two, it's improvement that they've needed for quite a while now? Yeah, I'm definitely paying attention to the defensive side of the ball. I feel like we talk so much about this offense. I think I refer to them as the offense right now is just a Band-Aid, right? It's temporary while we work to get, you know, our Dak Prescott's and our our Michael Gallup's back and our Dalton Schultz. Uh, now back into the game. So I think there's only so much you can say about the offense at this point. But really, I'm paying attention to the defense, specifically uh, when it comes to Daniel Jones. This is a guy who has kind of 
been known to make a lot of mistakes, mm-hmm. right? He's thrown a lot of interceptions. He's already been sacked eight times this season. Mm. And so I'm really paying attention to how quickly can guys like Michael Parsons get to Daniel Jones? Like, how can we frustrate him? Because that limits really what they can do in the air. They've been shown this season to not be doing very well through the air, and they're dominant or they're relying rather on that run with Saquon Barkley. So I think this is a chess match in the sense of both of these offenses are trying to rely on the run, mm-hmm. right? So I want to see how well and how quickly and how often this defensive line for the Cowboys can really dominate uh, Daniel Jones quickly because I think. Um, I heard Patrick say it earlier in the week, it's the first to 20 who wins this game. It's not going to be a very high-scoring affair. So if you can limit what Daniel Jones is doing with the ball, I think that gives Cooper Rush a little bit more breathing room when it comes to orchestrating um, scoring touchdown drives. And you mentioned a name thrown in that mix. Uh, You know, someone you may know is Michael Gallup. He had another full day of practice today. Yes. So that is good to see. And, uh, oh, we are just keeping our fingers and our toes crossed that we see him play Monday. Aisha, do you think we're going to see a Michael Gallup? I mean, Mike McCarthy actually with a few reps. The I know. I was <laughs> ready to say Mike McCarthy he told us. He did. Y'all. He told us without telling us. Right? I mean, but but that lets you. It actually kind of let me see how excited he is yeah. for the return of Michael Gallup. And actually, when you like Michael Gallup, we've talked about it. He's a fantastic person. Mm-hmm. Like I've obviously not never gotten the um, opportunity to you know speak to him, but just hearing all the good things about him and also. Hearing Hearing about how much he work he put in to be back on this field, um, this is also a unique opportunity for him because I feel like the Cowboys have been very top heavy in the rece- receiver room for the last you know couple years yeah. when he was there. And you mentioned you would mention Coop and CD, and then it would be and then Michael Gallup, right? And so I'm like. I'm excited for him to get the opportunity to show how versatile of a player he is and receiver he is because Michael Gallup really is a guy that can play everywhere. Like, he can really play everywhere. So getting him back is going to have some type of, you know, change on the game. I know he's going to be on a limited snap count. Yeah. yeah. But there's some respect that he gets stepping on that field. And yeah. I'm hoping that as he continues to gain that, like as he gets healthy, that those DBs kind of stop rolling all that coverage to CeeDee Lamb's side, you know? Ooh. I love that you uh, mentioned CeeDee Lamb there as well because he was one of the guys we got to speak to outside of the locker room uh, just about an hour ago. And uh, the first question that was asked is, how excited are you to get Michael back? And you could just He's see... He's gushing. Yeah. He's <laughs> just lighting up and how yeah. excited he is to have not only CeeDee Lamb as the wide receiver, but CeeDee Lamb as his friend, friend. as yes. his brother. And I asked him, too, I said, you know, like, football aside, how much of a mentor has he been to you? How much has he really guided you? And it was so interesting because this is a guy who's been in the league for a minute versus a guy who's just kind of getting acclimated to being the guy in mm-hmm. a league, yeah. right? And just the way he spoke about that relationship, he said, you know, we've done a really good job of, of pushing one another. You know, right now, Michael's in a rut. You know, he's trying to get back to that place where he knows that he's Michael Gallup, MG. 13 and so we're doing a really good job of encouraging him and reminding him but when I was new to the league Michael was that guy for me Michael oh. was the guy who was able to encourage me oh, and so that's you know amazing. it's just Lordy. It's, I know right <laughs> it's just it's so cool when you have that's what makes I think this return uh for Michael Gallup on Monday so much more special mm-hmm. yeah because it's not just about you know the the touchdowns he may score he may not you know but it's more of just like the journey of this guy who's been yeah. dealt some really yes, difficult the last couple injuries, of years last I mean, and he was on a roll before that injury. Michael Gallup was putting on some good numbers even before. So um, I I think it definitely comes down to what 
they decide to do with him, how they decide to plug him in, and how much, I guess, at yeah. first. Because, yeah, like Aisha said, he's going to be on a rep count, understandably so. But uh, it was it was reassuring to hear that uh, Mike McCarthy said it's not a physical thing that he has to overcome anymore. It's more of the mental, get you back in the game mode mindset yeah. kind of thing. But coming up here after this first break that we're going to take, we're going to talk about some key matchups. Aisha is ready to go with this one. <laughs> oh. So we are going to come back to that. We will be right back here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk, uh, sponsored by Jigsaw the official dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. If you've been thinking about weight loss surgery, My Bariatric Solutions has made it easier for you to schedule your initial consultation from the safety, comfort, and convenience of your own home. You'll meet one-on-one with a bariatric surgeon over a private and secure video call. You'll learn everything you need to know about the options available and which procedure is best for you. If you've been considering weight loss surgery and are ready to take the first step, call My Bariatric Solutions today at 844-326-6266. That's 844-326-6266 or go to MyBariatricSolutions.com. All right, Pepsi-loving football fans, it's time we had a lesson in trash talk. And I'm not talking about that stuff that happens on the field. What I'm talking about is trash, and it's the only thing that belongs in your garbage can. Now, recycling might not be as thrilling as converting a fourth and long, but next time you're thinking about throwing that Pepsi Zero Sugar bottle away, just cap it back up and pretend you're down by six with the recycling bin wide open. (sighs) Know the difference? Make a difference. Be a team player and recycle. Visit PepsiTrashTalk.com to learn more. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. Welcome back to Girls Talks, Boys Talks, sponsored by Jigsaw, the preferred partner, part Dayton partner of the Dallas Cowboys. If I can get that out, I'll get that right before the show is over. But <laughs> you got before this, girl. we start. All right. Well, make sure to join NFL players for our first mini game day camp presented by Invisalign. Drop the kids off at Ford Center on October 2nd from 1130 to 330 while you watch the Dallas Cowboys and Washington Commanders game from your favorite restaurant at the Star District. Sounds delicious. Now to register your footballer for camp, you can visit www.com dallascowboys.com slash academy. Oh my goodness. Hello. It is Friday. We're struggling today, y'all. And that's why I'm not reading them yet. Y'all ain't about to catch me slipping. Y'all got it. Y'all got it. All right. Well, we are back and we're talking all about key matchups. Ladies, where are we even starting with this? This is a lot of good stuff. Well, I think we were going to start talking about the DBs because... It seems like they're going to have opportunity, well, I would hope they had opportunity with this defensive line applying pressure to Daniel Jones. What you got, Haley? Yeah, I just think this is a really good opportunity for uh, Cooper Rush to kind of flex the muscles a little bit, right? I think that uh, one of the things that was spoken about 
last week was just Cooper's confidence going into the mm-hmm. game. And I think this is a chance for him to do that a little bit more when you're exploiting a position group that maybe hasn't looked so good through two games of the season. I said mm-hmm. it earlier on our Cowboys flashback show, the, the Giants are 2-0, and but they are not perfect. Mm-mm. And I think that that is an area, the defensive back, uh, the secondary is really an area where these wide receivers like CeeDee Lamb, Noah Brown, uh, Michael Gallup, fingers crossed, uh, really can kind of get a chance to make some big plays. Yeah, and they have some guys back there. Obviously, Xavier McKinney, their safety, he's not afraid to come down and tackle. He flies, you know, um, sideline to sideline as well. And then Julian Love is a guy that they use. Actually, he showed up on the um, injury report yesterday with the clavicle. Let's see. And that's actually very interesting to me because he's a guy that they actually rushed to get pressure quite a few times um, last game. And so I am very interested to see how that clavicle maybe affects him. Maybe you go at that matchup. You saw early last week that they saw, that the Cowboys saw that Eli Apple was one of the focal points to go at at the defense. So I'm hoping that they come out early and go at those matchups. But when I was talking about the DBs, I was talking about the Cowboys DBs. I was talking about these oh, safeties over here. You that know? makes more sense. These That's amazing right. safeties oh, over like, here. Right. We're here to give y'all like a wide, <laughs> rounded perspective. So, no. no. All right. Aisha, let us have it. What are you seeing these DBs on this side over here with the star? No, no, no. So, if you look at um, kind of how the Giants are starting to run their offense, they do want to They want to play off the run. They do want to lean on the run. But with this new coaching staff, they aren't afraid to kind of, you know, put it out there and, and take chances. They do want them to. It sounds like they do want them to play a little bit more free. And with that... Daniel Jones isn't afraid to make some mistakes. So I am really looking at, like, Sterling Shepard is their go-to guy you mm. want to say down the field. They've been getting Kenny Sills a little bit more involved. Um, yeah. Richie James is a guy that yeah. they have stepped up and that they're beginning to use more um, in their offense. So when I look at the Cowboys secondary, I ask, like, what they do well. Both All of these guys have yak ability. So the Cowboys are going to have to come out and tackle well again, like they did last week. But then also, like, the safety play, to me, is going to be intricate. I'm really hoping that... One of the safeties gets a, an interception this game. Donovan Wilson had one, you know, last week. Yeah. Fantastic game. Yeah. It, it's one of somebody's in the and somebody in the secondary is gonna get a pick this game, and I'm curious to see who it is because Malik Hooker is knocking on the door, and then Trayvon was everywhere he was last right week. There. So, so we'll see. At this, I want to see the Cowboys DBs come out and play sticky, and I think they're gonna have the ability to because. The pressure that the I think they should be sure of the pressure that the uh, Cowboys defensive line is going to be able to get. All right. So who are you keeping an eye on that's going to have that interception first? We're going to manifest that there's multiple. Right. Okay. But who is it? Who has your first interception of the game? No pressure at all. Okay, I'm I'm a hopefully I'll rock nobody's socks. Let's say Anthony Brown. Oh, and I'm gonna say Anthony okay. Brown. All right, Barnacles. I like that. Okay, well <laughs> I like I'm gonna that. say Anthony Brown because Quiet is kept. He had a fantastic game last week. Yeah. He did. Hear his name like that, and when you don't hear his name, that's all right. I mean, but he was going against the T Higgins, um, you know, and there were favorable matchups, I guess, for the Bengals a couple of times. But he was really um, he wasn't giving up much in uh, in coverage last game. I also think that Daniel Jones being still be a young being a younger quarterback and getting picked off by Trayvon last year, I think I think that maybe he may be not trying to look his way. And so if he is going to go up the matchup of Anthony Brown, I want Anthony Brown to capitalize there. Like So so we'll see. We'll see how that is. But that's my guy. All right. Haley, what's your, who's your guest? No pressure. No, oh, no, no one's, pressure. No one's putting any pressure on anybody for this answer, right? Who's I'm your guest? I'm going to be cliche. You kind of go with Trayvon, right? You just have to. Like, after the season he had last year, yeah. uh, tying the franchise with 11 interceptions, I mean, like, 
he's got to be the guy, right? I mean, and, he, and he, it's so interesting, too, to see his development uh, as a player. I mean, like, the thing that people have been joking about is, like, his ability to tackle right mm-hmm. now and the fact that he got that big third down oh, stop I, from I, a tackle. I, yes, you you talk about him so differently. Mm-hmm. You know, we're so used to saying, like, he's going to be the guy to get the pick. But now he's like, hey, I'm going to get the tackle, too, to shut it down. You know what I mean? Yeah, you do both. Exactly. You love them. You love those versatile men. Yeah, you know, I just think, like, it would kind of send a statement. It would kind of remind sure. everybody, like, hey, you know, like, don't forget what I did last year, and I'm going to continue to do it again this mm-hmm. year. Sure, and and I think Trayvon has. Oh man, we were just talking about this. He ha- he was so close last week. He was so yeah. close. So I think I think that's a good guess. I'm going to go with Donovan Wilson because. Everybody has slept on Donovan Wilson yeah. for a minute. And you know what? The first game against the Bucks, I was honed in on this man. I was like, <laughs> all right, show me something. Show me something. He has looked so great this season. Yes. It really looks like he is stepping up. And excuse me, stepping into really himself. You can see he's playing more confidently. He's playing with with more of a uh, confident demeanor than I than I think we've sure. seen in years past. So I, I'm going to go Donovan Wilson. I I think that's uh, that's important. But something else I wanted to mention here that I I'm really looking into these key matchups. No, here here's my key matchups: the Cowboys against the penalties. Yes. That's my key matchup <laughs> for the week. I do not want to see the penalties, the pre-snap penalties, any penalties that essentially cost uh, the Cowboys points on the board or allow the Giants to get points on the board. Because you saw very well last week, Cincinnati had six points on the board that were from penalties. They Mm -hmm. stemmed from a penalty, and I I think six points is too many. And anytime you have a game that's coming down to that many points being decided on penalties, that's how you know it's time to clean it up. And it's been time to clean it up. So my key matchup is the Cowboys versus (laughs) the penalties. I don't want to see it this week. Um, And that's actually, I'm glad that you said that. This is also a Giants team that I think doesn't play well from behind. Yeah. Um, And you just don't want to give them the opportunities. Also, you know, last game, like if if the Cowboys defense generates any type of turnover, really hoping the Cowboys can pen- like can penalize, can capitalize off of it because <laughs> no take penalties, not, no, no penalties, not, not me traumatized over here. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's funny. But another um, uh, some other key matchups we haven't mentioned his name yet, but Michael Parsons. Oh uh, yeah, I mentioned him earlier. Moving across this offensive line, yes, you did. Yeah, absolutely. So moving across this offensive line, uh, Evan Neal is the right tackle if I'm not mistaken and he's had some good games but he does if if Micah can catch him at the line of scrimmage I think he may give him some trouble there and then you have the other gentleman on the other side I'm sorry I cannot remember his name right now I don't want to mess it up um let's see do 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 Chicken Nuggets. Um, oh, that's a new one. That's uh, a new one. Uh, Who's he? What Andrew Thomas. Do you have people Thomas. tweeting you asking you what Chicken Nuggets is compared to Tater Tots? <laughs> but, but Andrew Thomas, the left tackle there, uh, I'm not sure if they're going to send Mike over there because he's a pretty good – he's a pretty – pretty good uh, left tackle but I am just really curious to see how um, Dan Quinn attacks this interior of the Bucks offensive line because I think that their uh, tackles are steady or steady enough so let's just see let's see if they bring extra people to help him out extra tight ends or whatever the case may be so speaking of Andrew Thomas Brian Dobble actually mm-hmm. talked about him in his press conference on Thursday and he said that his speed of the game is quicker this year he's a captain this is his third year mm-hmm. he's really stepped up to become it's 
seems like a locker room leader this season. He's consistent, he's dependable, and he's just a good leader overall. He's playing more confidently, so I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. But, uh, you know, it's funny, is, is uh, I talked about this two weeks in a row, is Micah Parsons is a guy that cannot keep his name out of people's mouths. I mean, this is, and I think we're going to see this all season, is every head coach that has done their press conferences up until this point has mentioned Micah by name as being the threat when they're asked, what is the biggest threat the Dallas Cowboys have? It's such an easy answer for them. Micah Parsons, he's so versatile uh, and, and, you know, he confuses defenses. And I think if Micah is going to have a game, this could be the game to have it with. That O-line, given it's on when it's on, it's off when it's off, I mean... they looked like they were easy to collapse in in some of those (laughs) games. So I think if Micah can get in early, and and that's the key, is getting in early to start putting pressure on Daniel Jones, putting pressure, putting pressure, Daniel Jones is going to scramble, and you're going to put him in a position for a sack. So, you know, I really expect Micah to have one, if not multiple, sacks during this game. So, of course, we have to we have to show love to the Lion over here. Yes. But uh, other key matchups, ladies, anything else that uh, you're really looking to watch for uh, in this game as far as those go? Uh, Dante Fowler. Dante Fowler, Sam Williams, those guys, mm. um, you could see there's an uptick in their snaps from week one to week two. Um, those guys were able to generate pressure, be very disrupt- disruptive, and also to um, uh, tank. He talked about um, he talked about in his interview how he sees that he's taking on the double teams and Micah's running free, yeah. and that's different for that has to be so different for him. But he seems so humble about the fact that just knowing like Micah is, is the guy right now and whatever. But when you have a guy, that's the guy that allows other guys to do what they need to do. So I expect for this defensive line to to get busy. And uh, this D-line needs to get busy because they have Saquon Barkley to face. Yeah, the DTs. And you know what? I I think what's going to be interesting is Barkley is – is great this year. We talked about this yesterday. Yeah. I mean, he's coming fresh off of his his rehab and his time off. He looks good. He yeah. looks he looks great. And the thing is, is very much similar to the Cowboys offense. They find the rhythm when I, I feel Zeke is going. Zeke's pounding that pocket. He's getting those runs. And maybe they're little, you know, three, four, four yard runs with, with his carries, you know, over and over. But that stacks up the yardage. And mm-hmm. so I think with Barkley, what is scary about him is he has that quickness and the ability yeah. to get you those 17 to 20 yard runs. Yeah. And, and, and that is what gets them going. You go back and on these game notes that, that I've been <laughs> writing, oh my goodness, it's, it's almost consistently you see when he has those big burst throughs of the pocket, that is when Daniel Jones finds that rhythm and they more than likely capitalize and score off of that drive. So something to watch out for. Yeah, you got to limit the big run with them. Like that's the thing with them is that Saquon, they'll have like three yards a carry, three yards a carry, three yards a carry, and then he breaks a big one. And then the defense is stressed out now. So they're backing up and then you're trying to adjust. So I think if the run defense can keep them at bay and also just not allow Saquon to get to the second level, then you can have some success there, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, and I think what makes the Giants really difficult on offense as well um when we talk about Saquon it's not it's not just that you know you can bank on Saquon making a a big play right it's that the play calling this year for the Giants has been so Mm. all over the place Mm -hmm. I mean if you look at them down the stretch it's like they're when they're lining up at times they should be passing they're they're handing the ball off and then when the times they're supposed to be running they're they're throwing and so I think (laughs) 
That, yeah. I mean, I can imagine like that in itself is frustrating. Like, okay, so here we are. We're trying to prepare for, you know, what we're seeing schematically on defense. And now all of a sudden you have to almost like trick your brain into being like so open-minded because you, I mean, it's cliche as it sounds, like you don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that also kind of makes this Giants team a bit of a threat. Yeah, it's exciting. I mean, I guess the, the game in itself, this is truly, this is the most interested I've been to watch a Cowboys-Giants game in a minute now. Like, just if we're just being 100% honest, mm-hmm, yeah, like well. this game, <laughs> like <laughs> just be, just because of the pretenses that these two different teams are coming in here on, like they do have a new coaching staff. And I'm not going to knock Brian Dable and Mike uh, Kafka for what they're doing over there. They are trying to implement a new culture and and stuff there and the way that they're playing football is different than what it was before it is a lot more fluid defensively they are substituting they're doing different packages they're disguising like this does look like a different team so I do understand the aspect of like we don't know what we're gonna get we just gonna go in here and look it's very similar <laughs> to go watch. 2021 Cowboys vibes where and even 2020 trying to reestablish the culture and yeah. and uh, like I talked about yesterday I think that's what makes the Giants a little bit scarier than than a lot of people want to give them credit for because once that's established they do have playmakers on this team they have depth I I don't know, guys. Don't sleep on the Giants and don't think that this is going to be an easy win for either team by any means. Mm -hmm. But uh, with that, we have more to talk about. We haven't even touched special teams, ladies. So we'll get to that after this break. This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk, brought to you by Jigsaw, the official dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, Pepsi-loving football fans, it's time we had a lesson in trash talk. And I'm not talking about that stuff that happens on the field. What I'm talking about is trash, and it's the only thing that belongs in your garbage can. Now, recycling might not be as thrilling as converting a fourth and long, but next time you're thinking about throwing that Pepsi Zero Sugar bottle away, just cap it back up and pretend you're down by six with the recycling bin wide open. <sighs> know the difference? Make a difference. Be a team player and recycle. Visit PepsiTrashTalk.com to learn more. If you've been thinking about weight loss surgery, My Bariatric Solutions has made it easier for you to schedule your initial consultation from the safety, comfort, and convenience of your own home. You'll meet one-on-one with the bariatric surgeon over a private and secure video call. You'll learn everything you need to know about the options available and which procedure is best for you. If you've been considering weight loss surgery and are ready to take the first step, call My Bariatric Solutions today at 844-326-6266. That's 844-326-6266 or go to MyBariatricSolutions.com. It's Smoothie King's original angel food and new angel food slim without added sugar. You no longer have to choose between treating yourself and hitting your goals this summer. You don't have to choose between great taste and feeling great. Because at Smoothie King, every blend is made with whole fruits and no syrups. So you can satisfy your cravings without compromise. The only choice you will need to make is which one is best for you. Try our classic angel food or the new angel food slim, blended without added sugar. Smoothie King, rule the day. Welcome back to Girls Talk, Boys Talk. 
sponsored by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Before we get into special teams, let's go over to Jess. All right. Well, are you a Cowboys fan who spices up the game? Sounds fun. Well, nominate yourself or a friend to be the Cowboys fan of the year presented by Captain Morgan and win a trip to Super Bowl 57 in Arizona. Nominate yourself or a friend at DallasCowboys.com slash fan of the year. I think I know a few people I could nominate. We'll see. Well, I'll think about it. We'll see how they react after the Giants game. But, all right, ladies, so we left off on special teams because I think, really, the Cowboys special teams hasn't gotten enough credit as, as I think they should be getting for the last two weeks and how, essentially, they they helped win both. Uh, well, they helped win last week, but they uh, they carried the, the Bucks game. And, and uh, it, any, anyways, my point is, Special teams do not sleep on the special teams on either side of the ball. Aisha, what have you noticed from the Cowboys special teams from week one to week two? And and what is something you're really looking forward to seeing them do come week three? I'm ready for another blocked punt yes. or kick of some sort. Like, you know, Christy came on and talked about the milliseconds, how they matter and mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And if my eyes aren't deceiving me, um, Matt Owen, Professor O, shout out to you. He pointed out to me that the Giants have worked um, three lines, uh, long snappers this week. So I don't mm. know if this is something that they are looking into, but when you start talking about a game of, you know, seconds and milliseconds, we'll see how that affects what's going on with them when they're, you know, kicking the ball. I think that this could be a potentially low-scoring game for both sides. You may see the Giants kicking a lot of field goals. So I think there's going to be opportunities there for C.J. Goodwin or Simi Fehoko, who was very close last week as yeah. well. They, these gentlemen are right there, so I'm ready for because that happened last year. Special teams was dominant in some areas, made some big plays, blocked some field goals, blocked some punts, and I'm ready to see you know them do that in this game. And you know what I think a point of emphasis with the Giants as a whole is getting the ball out. You know, you see with defense, you see it with special teams. They recovered that fumble on the first kickoff of the game versus the Panthers. Mm-hmm. They recovered it. And mm-hmm. and that was that set the tone really, I think, for the rest of the game, saying like, Hey, we we're coming out here and this is what we're doing. So I think um special teams is going to have to continuously play like they've been. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, shout out to Brent Maher. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. you know, we got to show, we we gotta show some <laughs> love to him. it. Oh, you know what? And I will be the first to say, yes, I was a Brent Maher doubter. But he has done what he's needed to do mm-hmm. up until this point. And I, I think we're seeing a completely different player than we saw last time he was in Dallas. He's more distinguished. He's more established. I, I feel just he has a, a calmer demeanor mm-hmm. to him. And, and it's... It's almost a a force to be reckoned with. Okay. Brett Money Maher. I'm, okay. I, I got to back him because at the end of the day, if it was not for him, who knows if the Cowboys would have won Tracking last that. week. What so, you got, Haley? Yeah, I think uh, I've got something, but touching on the, the Brett Maher, um, I feel like it's, it's I don't want to say easy because kicking, I think, is one of the hardest parts of the game of football. Um, but I think for him... Very similar to Cooper Rush. This is kind of a situation where he's kind of like, look, I've been here before. Didn't work out one time. Facts. So I'm going to do my best to make sure it works out this time. But if it doesn't, no harm, no foul. You Mm -hmm. know, I've been here before. And I think, you know, when you have that sort of approach, it maybe takes the pressure off of you Mm -hmm. a little bit because you don't don't always feel like those clutch moments where the game's on the line and you're kicking a 50-yard field goal. Yeah. You know, it doesn't feel as constricting. Playing with house money. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, 
okay, cool. I've been here. I made this mistake before, or I've made this play before. So I think uh, talking about Brett Maher, I think he's just playing a little bit more relaxed. He feels a lot more relaxed in the locker room. Mm, so that's good uh, to hear. I do want to see him a little bit more clutch, closer to the field or to the goalpost, though. You Ooh. know, like I don't want to. I don't want to feel like if we're at the thirty that. It, it's a 50-50, you know, yeah. I know, you know, it's cool that he's money from 50 out. That, but that veering right was, was a little Yeah, a little I want to feel a little bit more comfortable closer, but I'm sure that that's just one of those things where right now he's had three kicks this year and that's just been the draw. So um, yeah. that's my Brett Maher take. As for special teams, was there anything that you you really want to see from them? And, and what is something that you think that special teams has brought uh, maybe this year compared to other years with the Cowboys that they haven't? Cavante Turpin. Ooh, yeah. I was waiting for <laughs> it. Girl, yesterday. you were on the same wavelength. Oh, Cavante Turpin. I have never seen him in person before until yesterday. Oh. I've only obviously seen him on the broadcast. And he is like Mighty Mouse, y'all. I mean, like, <laughs> he is so strong and his personality, you know, you can just tell that this is a guy who is so excited to not only just be in the building, but the fact that he is making such an impact. And every time he gets that ball, whether it's a punt or a kickoff, like, everybody is literally Waiting. willing him, you know, just willing and watching and hoping. And I don't know that the Cowboys have really had a returner like that. Not in Not recent, in recent times. Memory. No. I mean, this is a guy where, and shout out to the USFL. My best friend Madison works for the USFL. So I love that her players are getting this uh, yeah. opportunity. Um, but just to be able, it, it almost feels like that Juco making it to the NFL, mm-hmm. but this is a, a different layer to it, you know? So just to show other guys too that like, hey, just because you're taking a different path doesn't mean you can't yeah. make an impact. And and he is making an impact. I mean, in the game last week, uh, those were huge. One less tackle, mm-hmm. and he's and he's through. Yeah, you know. So that that to me is the key to special teams. Yep. I mean, give Brett all the kicks you want. But Kevontae Turpin is going to be the guy and that's going to carry you. You know, it's funny. He's in the locker room. They asked him, so do you think this is going to be the week you take yeah. it home? He's like, yeah. And they're like, well, why do you think this week? He goes, I think about it every, every play. Yeah, every time. Every time I get the ball, there's going to be a big play. That's just what I believe in. I love that mindset. I and think it shows. About it, and we talked about it yesterday. If you go look at the last couple games with the uh, Giants, their coverage on on returns is not the best. Chuba Hubbard tore, tore them up. Kyle Phillips tore them up. I mean, mm-hmm. these guys, Trent Cannon got them a couple times. There should be opportunity there. So you might get some help also from Brian Anger, who's been punting that, that thing. Yeah, and pinning guys, <laughs> pinning guys deep. Just, an, just another extension of this defense to be able to play free and mm-hmm. really force an offense like the Giants to drive the length of the field just puts you in a better position. I'm yeah. excited. Like, special teams – has kind of balanced its start. Like, this past game, I think it really balanced out the lack of offensive efficiency sure. that you got yeah. in the third and the, the second half. So, you know, it's a, what is it called? Complimentary football Complimentary here in these Complimentary football. Also, I, I really love that, you know, after week one we were talking, you know, why isn't uh, Turbo Turpin getting his reps in with the offense during the game? We saw a little bit of that. Yeah, they tried. They, we they, saw they tried a, a little sum. bit of sprinkling <laughs> little, little him sum. in. So I'm going to be curious to see if he sprinkled in a little bit more this week. I'm also going to be curious to see how many ball touches Zeke and Tony Pollard both get. I think establishing the run is something 
something that we didn't really mention, but is is obvious that the Cowboys mm-hmm. need to do. So, um, yeah. How about how about offense, ladies? Any quick uh, last minute? Which I think the score views for the offense. Whoa. I don't do score predictions. Not I don't either. Score <laughs> I don't either. I think if they can keep the score oh. low, then they did oh. it right. And Aisha is just. <laughs> It's Friday, y'all. It's It's Friday. Friday. We're having a day. It's okay. But yeah, I I think uh, getting getting the run established is is something I'm looking forward to. So my last question, and we're going to go around the table, is what player, it can be special teams, offense, defense, do you want to have a good game, a breakout game, or grow on what they did the last couple of weeks? Haley, I'm going to start with you, my girl. First. want Cooper Rush to have a good game okay. after the circus act that was Jerry Jones yesterday and the Mike or Mike McCarthy putting those rumors to bed that Dak Prescott is their quarterback uh I want Cooper to have a breakout game I mean like could you imagine this it would be all hell I'm not in the mood I'm not even in the mood for it but I mean how cool would that be right second start second straight start in his career he's already you know checked the boxes of picking up that first win of the season and then you have your your owner saying that he wants quarterback controversy and here's your backup quarterback coming in so that's what I'm looking for for me it's going to be Matt Farniak oh I how did I know Um, I knew you were going to do that if it's if if Jason Peters doesn't come in and play I don't know what's going on over there but if that's the case then Matt Farniak you know he's going to have to come out and play again and hopefully they bring some guys over there to help him but he's I mean he is being inserted into this position that he hasn't really touched like that I thought he was better at center of course so I'm just looking at his progression in this game you know because we're seeing how he's learning and how he's doing I I would say Tyler but we already know what he's gonna do (laughs) yeah and we just touched base on my guy Kevontae Turpin. Yep. I want to see him take it home. He was understood. I want to see him take it back. I want to see more. Kevontae Turpin turning on his Jets. We are Team Turbo. Team yeah, Turbo over here. Y'all but obsessed. That is who I want to see have, have a good game. More of a breakout game for the regular season, mm-hmm. if you will. So real quick, some pass interference. The Cowboys hold a 48-35 Monday Night Football record and will be making their 84th appearance on Monday Night Football this week against the Giants. Only Miami has 86 games and has appeared on Monday Night Football more. And that is your past interference. So, ladies, next time we speak, we're going to know if this team is going to be two and one or one and two. I hope I'm in a so, good yeah. I know. All right. Well, this has been another episode of Girls Talk, Boys Talk with Aisha. Haley, thank you so, so much for joining us. You're going to be seeing more of her on here as well. And Jess over here, we are so excited. And uh, thank you again for listening. We'll talk to you all on Tuesday. Have a good weekend. Yeehaw. Have a good one. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!